friends, and welcome to this week's episode of The Known Podcast. I'm Liz Burns, and today I'm joined over Zoom by my friend Tiffany Goweski. We're going to talk about what happens when life gets hard and the faith you talk has to become the faith you walk. Let's jump into it. Welcome back to The Known Podcast. Well, this weekend, we went to a high school graduation for a friend of the family who I have known her whole entire life. And can I tell you guys, high school graduations are brutal on the emotions. My kids weren't even graduating. Um, My son is just finishing freshman year. But I had actual tears pouring out of my eyes. I am not ready for this? Like at this graduation, they played sad songs and showed baby pictures of the graduates while the graduates then brought flowers to their moms. Like, why don't you just kill me? It might be easier. Like what in the world? I have three years to prepare for my son Joey's high school graduation. If anyone has any tips, uh, please send on how I can avoid complete emotional destruction leading up to this event so that I may live and not die. Um, Shout out to all of you living through graduation season. I hope you're making it and we'll be right back with more of the known podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Node Podcast. And it is my privilege to introduce my friend, Tiffany Goweski. Tiffany, welcome to the Known Podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, yeah. So Tiffany, I know you and I've known you for several years now, but for those listening, can you tell us 30 seconds of who you are? Yes. So um, I am a mom and a wife. I've got three kids, two in high school, one about to go into middle school. And um, my husband, Peter, and I have been married for almost 18 years, been doing ministry since before getting married. So back when we were dating and ministry together and um, about six or seven years ago, felt the calling to plant a church. So we planted a church here in Sarasota and our church is a little over five years old. Wow. Uh, Yeah. And I work for the church now. I used to be a social worker, but um, so I still get the opportunity to help people and point them back to Jesus. But I love doing ministry with my husband. It is, it's super fun. We love it. Yay. Um, Tiffany, here at the podcast, we are highly pet friendly. So (laughs) tell the listeners, do you have any pets in your home? Please tell us. We do have a pet. We have a dog, Cooper. He is literally, he's lucky. He's so cute. He is super cute. He is a Cavapoo. So he looks like a little tiny teddy bear. Um, He is adorable. And we did make a mistake of getting him when our youngest was almost two. That was a little stressful, but um, he's such a good dog. He's (laughs) such a good dog. Yeah. I always like to shout out all the dogs listening, um, you know, (laughs) a very dog friendly podcast. So (laughs) shout out Cooper. If you're listening, it's funny because no joke last week, our guest, Julie Jordan, has a golden doodle named Cooper. So (laughs) that's so fun. Yes. Well, um, Tiffany, I wanted to talk today about a topic um, that's kind of been hitting home lately. um, And I thought you would be a great person to bring on to talk about this. And that is the idea of what life looks like when our faith has rubber meets the road moments. And when I say that, I just mean 
we, you and I, for a living, talk about the Lord. We talk about faith. Um, maybe many people listening, whether you've grown up in church or not, it's one thing to talk about faith, profess faith. It's a whole nother thing to walk out faith and to live faith. And so I just thought I'd ask you what that looked like for you and open this conversation. Um, because I know if it's something I'm dealing with, usually it's something a lot of our listeners will be facing. Um, what do you think that has kind of looked like for you? Have you had those moments where you go, okay, I've talked about faith, I've professed faith, and now I have to walk it out. What does that look like? What has that looked like for you? Hmm. Well, we, I guess I just coming out of a season of that um, short story is our church was three years old. We had just celebrated our third birthday when COVID hit. We celebrated in January. COVID kind of came in March and we were meeting in a school. So that contract was terminated pretty much right away. And for a whole year, we were just online looking for a place to meet. And then it was January, 2021, where we found a building, we're able to get a lease. And then um, it has literally taken us up till two weeks ago. So that's over a year just to get the permit to start construction. So we have been online for not meeting regularly, um, for two years, over two years. So construction (laughs) literally just started. I think it's like day seven of construction and walls are going up, but that season, um, it still just feels so fresh. It sort of feels surreal that the construction has started, but that season was so hard. It was, um, probably one of up there, one of the difficult things to walk through. And I think part of it was, you know, I have the opportunity and the honor of leading the women at our church and the women's ministry sisterhood. Um, you've come and spoke there and, you know, our kind of theme for that and calling that we feel for the women is to remind them that they're uh, loved and chosen and cherished. And during that season for me, I had to really wrestle with, um, my identity of just who I was because ministry didn't look, life didn't look like how I thought it was supposed to look. And I think for me, like moments where like talking and walking out your faith, I've had to remember whose I am, like, who do I belong to, you know, my identity. And because I think your identity is what anchors you. It's what you operate out of. So I had spent years telling the women in our church, (laughs) Hey, you're chosen. God chose you. And I don't think that I had stopped to let that fall over me, that God felt that way about me. And I think, um, you know, for me, that verse in Romans, that 828, a lot of people quote about, um, you know, God will work all things out for the good who love him. Um, I have learned in this season that good doesn't mean like a rainbows and unicorn life. Yeah. Good, you know, God working things out for good is God helping me be fully dependent on him and growing my dependence on him. So it was a season of realizing like, okay, more of him and less of me and having to really trust God in the midst of that. And if I trust in God's sovereignty, how do I live? Like I trust that he's in control. Um, Right. Painful. I mean, the, you know, it's, it's interesting because I think you kind of touched on it, but we don't realize how much feelings are a part of the narrative 
until something doesn't feel good. So it's easy to be like, I'm hashtag blessed when you're living like a really good prosperous season, the building permit comes in, Mm -hmm. you're having the baby, the guy likes you back, job promotion, like whatever it is, when you're in not the season, when the job falls through, when you lose the child or can't get pregnant, when the permit isn't there, like when all Mm -hmm. those things happen, I think that's where you go. This doesn't feel great. So what does that mean? What does that look like in the terms of that? And so I think that's, you know, when you come back to the very basic definition of faith, that it's the evidence of things hoped for, but you know, the evidence of things not seen. Yes, not yet seen. And yep. that is really hard for us. We are an instant type of people. Like we want to see that God is working and we're oh, yeah. cool. like you, I think it just, we don't realize in other words, how much of our feelings Oh yeah. And God gave us those feelings. So you don't want to like hide them or feel like you shouldn't have them, but it's remembering that God is greater than our feelings. And so who do you believe God to be? So I had to really wrestle with, you know, I believe that God is the provider. I believe that God is the sustainer. So if I believe that he is the God who initiates, Mm -hmm. then I've got to believe he's the God who sustains and I have to believe that he's the God who fulfills. But the yeah. problem is we want it in our timeline yeah. and trusting God's timeline that he, while we want to see him working in the outside, he wants to work on the inside of us. That's like right. we want, I want the papers and I want our church to be back together and I want life to feel back to normal. And I want the things that I would make life easier but God, what I realized is God, there was so much I had to work on inside of me. Like there was so much more I needed of him mm-hmm. and less of me. Yeah. I kind of think about when the Bible says like anybody can love those who love them and then like hate those who hate them. But like love, true love is loving those who hate you. It's kind of like that with faith. I mean, It's Mm -hmm. easy to have faith today that my kids are good and God has a plan when I'm like, oh, today's a really good day. But is it even faith until I've stood in the face of something that doesn't make sense in the natural? And I've had to literally just stand on not what I feel, not what I see, but what I believe is God's truth Mm -hmm. for me. Like that's when you are living out your faith. You know, I've had the bad doctor's calls. I've had those moments where it's like, who am I going to believe? Like, what am I standing on? And, you know, it's kind of leads me to my next question, which is like, maybe someone is in the middle of that. Like what they're seeing in front of them is not what they are believing for. Like, are there things in those seasons of what I would call blind (laughs) faith, or maybe even just true faith, faith where you're actually having to exercise it? Like, are there things we can do to like not make it easier, but like help us through it maybe. Yeah. I think I was thinking about that and I, it just, I kept going back to the word surrender mm-hmm. and just really learning what it truly means to surrender. Because I think for me specifically, I was thinking that was like a one and done thing. <laughs> like I surrendered my life to Christ. Yeah. You know, Peter and I used to live in New Jersey. I surrendered and moved down here away from family to Florida. And I, what I learned in this season is that it's a daily death to self. So Christ can live in me. And I think I really had to get to a point and, um, of just having that moment 
sort of like that Jesus had in the garden where he said, you know, not my will, but your will be done. And I had to have that moment, not just even about the building, you know, the building was awful, but there were so many other things like life still happened, you know, kids, family work, all of these things. And I had to have that moment with God of just saying like, God, it's, I know what I want, but I want your will more. Yeah. And I think that constant surrendering, sometimes in these hard seasons, surrendering is a little bit has to be like breathing. It's a necessity. It's something you have to do every day. It's like, to me, I had to compare it to like going to the chiropractor and you're getting (laughs) realigned when you go to the chiropractor. And sometimes we think, okay, well, I'm going to do my quiet time in the morning and I'm going to realign myself with God and I'm going to surrender the day. But sometimes we got to re-surrender and realign yes. our line <laughs> and we got to realign before dinner when things seem crazy. And we got to realign yeah. before going to bed because yeah, you're right. Sometimes those moments of laying our head down on the pillow, it's like everything comes back up again. <laughs> you know, so for me that that scripture in Luke of just, you know, take this cup for me, not my will be done, but your mm-hmm. will. And just, you know, for me, that constant surrender was getting with God. What does that look like? For me, it looked like journaling of writing out what are the things that I'm feeling nervous about, anxious about, then journaling, how's God being faithful right now? How do I see his faithfulness? And then journaling, what are the promises of God? Yeah. What do I know to be true about God? Yeah. And journaling that and getting with him, because I think when we get with God and spend time with him, then we receive from God. Yeah. I'd like to think of like faith first and then eventually feelings will follow. Oh yes. Life of like, I'll go where my feelings go. Well then honey, you better prepare for a life of emotional roller coaster because my feelings can be just ask my husband. They could be a roller coaster. But like you said, if, if we didn't need daily surrender, why would Jesus then when he's teaching us how to pray in the Lord's pray in the Lord's prayer, you know, say, your kingdom come, your will mm-hmm. be done. And, you know, for thine is the kingdom, the power, the glory. Cause he knew we would need that reminder. Like God, not as I will, but yours be done. Your kingdom come, your will be done because we will get it twisted. We have a good way as a human yes. <laughs> of twisting that. And, you know, people who'll, I like to call myself a recovering emotional addict because I think I lived a life before where I really saw my feelings as indicators of how everything was going. And that is a really messy way to live. Yeah, that's hard. Because it's highs and lows. I mean, if if the day mm. is great, well, then great. You may feel something so high and wonderful, but like when it's low, it can really crash. And like, I remember starting a principle of like waking up and having to be like, I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? Like today, Lord, like you said, today it is. And gosh, I wish it could be one and done. Kind of like you said, I wish we could be like, I surrender all, you know, but it's not, it's not been for me. No. And it's, I think there's such a, I had to shift my mentality to do the day. Yeah. to focus on the day. And, and that goes back to even when my kids were younger, I had, my oldest was, oh, he could have put that book to shame. Um, strong-willed child. So I had to get to a point, even in that stage of parenting of like, I am just going to do the day and I'm going to surrender the future. So I'm going to surrender over, but I'm going to do the day. I'm going to do the one thing, the small thing to be in God's presence today. And I'm going to get to the end of the day and I'm going to say, Lord, I'm grateful for today. And then God, uh, believing that God's going to give you what you need to do the next day. Good. 
Yeah. You know, I think, um, I was thinking of things that I had to remember during this past season. There's, I think you just have to remember to be gentle with yourself. Mm. You know, when you're in a season where you have to have that blind belief, you have to just remember that, um, it's tender. It's a tender time and it's okay. You know, like we said, to feel those feelings, but take that time to be with God, Mm. trust that he has you, Um, remember to take a Sabbath because in that, when you're doing things that bring you joy and taking time to rest, I think that it's a reminder that God is still working. Even when you're not, you know, I have a tendency, like, you know, you're saying recovering, you know, emotional, I'm like recovering. How can I control it all? I want to hold all the things together and think that my way is the best way. And, you know, that Sabbath, that stopping, it was an act of faith of, okay, hands are off. God, you're in control. You've got to take this. I can't hold it. You've got to take it. And you God, I'm just going to trust in how your ways to figure this out. Yeah. I think that's good. I think like, kind of like you were saying, it's, it's, (laughs) it's when you are being called to a blind faith season. Um, it actually sometimes is one of the biggest opportunities you have to feel held close to the heart of God, because if Mm, you were truly Mm-hmm. mind going, then you're not at the steering wheel. You're literally like hands up, like, whoa, 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 God, like, where are you? And he can be close. I think the biggest thing is, will you allow him to be, will you allow yeah. him or are you going to fight the whole time? You know, I like- think, yes, for me, I had to get to what was the end of me. Yeah. And that didn't happen in the first couple months. Like that happened about a month ago. Like I was, <laughs> There was nothing. I felt like I had done everything. I had fasted. I had prayed. We had gathered the church to pray, to move papers, to make things happen. And I just had to get to the end of me and realize, I remember just being on my knees in the living room with my hand on Psalm 23. And I couldn't even get past the first verse Mm -hmm. because I kept reading it over and over of like, okay, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Wow. He is totally in control and getting to that point of, okay, I've got to stop the churning and I've got to just like, you know, blind, I have to trust. I've got, that means if I put my hand out and my eyes are completely closed, I am trusting that God is going to lead me to the best place. Yeah. Well then, I mean, this kind of leads to my final question, which is this idea of maybe you're in a good season and you're listening. Like maybe you're in a season where it's like, yeah, my faith lines up with what I'm seeing. Like I'm walking in that mm-hmm. hashtag blessed. Is there something <laughs> like we can do now to prepare us for the blind seasons when they come so that when they come, they're not as scary or shocking maybe? Yeah, I I go back to this verse in Jeremiah 17, seven through eight. It says, but blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It doesn't fear when he comes, its leaves are always green and it has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bring fruit. So good. And it just, I think for me, I had to realize like, okay, in these seasons, cause I knew like the building would open one day and th- things were going to feel good. <laughs> And I think there's this part of concept of this imagery of growing your roots deep into the soil of God's faithfulness and God's sovereignty, because we know hard seasons are going to come. We just, we know it, we know droughts are coming and our roots have to be strengthened in those seasons because there are going to be hardships. There is going to be, we're going to watch our kids walk through pain and I think for me, it's been the developing the habits, the daily habits, the rhythms that bring life and health 
you know, quiet time, meditating, journaling, praying. Meditating is very hard for me. Um, <laughs> just to be honest, like to call it out, I would have told you probably a couple months ago, I can't do it. Yeah. I think about the grocery list. I think about, you know, the dog needs more food, whatever. Right. But I have learned to grow that two minutes of silence mm. into five or 10 of just sitting and closing my eyes and recalling what I know to be true about God. Good. And what it, how does God see me? What is true about me? I'm loved. I'm chosen. I'm cherished. Yeah. I think and when you do that and you do it in the good times, then you're not letting circumstance be the basis of your faith, be the basis of why I believe. Oh, because my family's healthy. Well, okay. Still today, even though I sent three kids to school healthy, I thank God for that. I say, Lord, thank you for your sovereignty. Like, yeah. you're, like God, it's only by your grace today that we're here. Mm -hmm. If we can establish that now, I think that sets the path. Then when those hard times come, we're not as shaken. We go, we don't go, what happened to my faith? No, my faith was never in my circumstance. We say my faith, stands in you, Lord. And that's your sovereignty. Like you said. And if, if you're listening today and that's something you're struggling with, I just encourage you dig today deep. Like Tiffany said, make those habits now. If you're in a good day, if you're in a bad day, make those habits now. If you set your eyes, focus tunnel vision on him, then you are way less shaken when circumstances come and go. And if you're in a season of blind faith, I just want to encourage you to hold on and let him hold you closer um, during this time. We'll Tiffany, this was great. You and I could talk about this all day. Yes. <laughs> but I, I so appreciate you being here. Thank you. And friends, if you're listening, if you want uh, more info or want to talk about this further, you can always reach us on Instagram at Known Ladies. And Tiffany, thank you for coming today. Thank you for having me. All right, friend. And we'll be right back with more of the Known Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back to the Gnome Podcast, friends. And it's time for the part of our show where you can ask us anything. And this week we had somebody write to us on the Instagram at Known Ladies and say, can you give us good devotional recommendations? That is an awesome question. So first of all, one thing that is just simple and easy is the Bible app on your phone. Um, the Bible app is phenomenal, the U version, because there are thousands of available plans you can search on there based on topic you can based on if you want to read through the bible or just topical devotional type things daily so that's a great place to start and it's free and it's easy because you can keep it on your phone do it anywhere you are um, another great recommendation is Lifeway. I love their stuff for women. You could go there and sort of search by topic, uh, look for things that are, you know, relevant to what you're going through at the time. Um, I also used to subscribe to a service called uh, The Word for You Today. It's a quarterly subscription where you get a monthly devotional, I'm sorry, a quarterly devotional that covers three months at a time. And it was just always so incredible to me that every day seemed to be exactly what I needed. Um, please let us know. Continue. If you want to have a more one-on-one -on -one talk about it, we'd be happy to discuss devotionals that might meet your specific needs. And that is a great question. Thank you, listener. We'll be right back with more of the Known Podcast. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Known Podcast. My special thanks to Tiffany Gueski for being my guest this week. And hey, listen, next week is episode 25, aka the final episode of season one of our podcast. So we need your help. Can you write to us this week on Known Ladies Instagram and tell us what were your favorite moments from all 25 episodes of season one? We're going to revisit. We may bring some special guests and we're going to have a really fun time before we wrap season one. 
fun and take a break for the summer. So we can't wait. We'll see you next week. Remember that you are known.